Welcome to the Smart Industry Podcast, Remaking Industry, where we dive deep into the tools, techniques, and technologies that are accelerating digital transformation. Hello, and welcome to today's Remaking Industry Podcast with Smart Industry here. Um, Before we jump into the conversation with um, John Weiss with Software AG, I'd like to remind everyone to uh, check out our Basecamp digital webinar series. Software AG AG is a sponsor of that series. Um, We're in the middle of it currently as we're recording, but uh, the full library of Basecamp digital webinars is on demand, so we encourage you to go check those things out. Today, um, we are talking with John. John, how you doing? Good, Chris. Thanks for having me. Thanks for joining us. Um, let's, let's start off. Tell me a little bit about Software AG, your title, your role, all that good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. So for the folks who, who don't know Software AG, we're a 51-year-old software company. Um, we have about 5,000 employees operate in 70 countries. Um, and we have a really diverse portfolio of products, everything from um, IT portfolio management solutions to enterprise architecture tools. Um, we're best known for our integration capabilities and our IoT and analytics capabilities. Uh, me, myself, um, I'm essentially responsible for anything and everything related to IoT and analytics here in North America. <laughs> Excellent. I love titles like that. Um, you know, I, I was poking around um, your bio a little bit, John. You labeled yourself an emerging technologies enthusiast. What does that mean? <laughs> so here's the thing. I hate, uh, well, let me be careful I say that. I don't hate it, but um, I've been around long enough to remember uh, the way we did things before it was called quote unquote IoT. Yeah. And I lived uh, through this massive wave of IoT trial and error that largely ended in error. Um, and so now I don't really like to refer to a lot of the stuff that I do as IOT anymore. I really like to call it emerging technologies because it's, it's so much more than what folks think of um, when you say IOT, right? So sure. uh, that, that's kind of the emerging technologies part focused more on um, analytics as a whole, whether it's streaming or historical data analysis, but also device connectivity and management and components of IOT, but also the bigger picture. And, Enthusiast because I actually enjoy what I do, Chris. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, you know, we've, we've kind of made that shift as well. You know, we used to, um, you know, the smart industry brand has been um, in existence for about five years now. And even in that short period of time, we used to use the term IIoT a lot more commonly, even industry 4.0 a lot more commonly. And, and as you said there, um, those tend to become almost limiting in, in their scope. You know, they're, they're, these approaches are so much more than that. And, and even, you know, in terms of like, you know, we, we use the term digital transformation a lot because it's a little bit more all-encompassing and that encompasses the technologies and the trends and even the people and the mindsets and the business strategies that enable these things to actually come to fruition. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There, there was a time not so long ago, I'm sure you remember it pretty vividly, where you would say IoT and people would kind of light up like it was Christmas time because we were going to talk about some new exciting stuff. And I started um, more of the emerging technologies angle when I started to say IoT and I started to roll rather than open wider. So uh, (laughs) that's my take on it. Yeah, I love it. So what is the the, what's the current state of emerging technologies? Or is it a, a state constantly in flux? constantly in flux, but lots of exciting stuff going on. Computer vision, 5G coming uh, down the pike here. Uh, 
analytics to a point that they're finally, you know, bringing value to organizations when we talk about predictive and prescriptive uh, analytics use cases. So I, I think it's a really exciting time. Stuff is becoming real, if that makes sense, mm-hmm. uh, and constantly evolving. What do you mean by that? What do you mean by stuff is becoming real? Yeah. So if you think about five years ago, let's just use that as the benchmark since that's when, when the brand came around for you, right, Chris? So, um, about five years ago, we did a lot of talk. I I was, uh, if I remember correctly, I was at GE at the time and we did a, a, a lot of talk about digital twins and predictive analytics. I think predictive maintenance and predictive analytics was a really big thing with digital mm-hmm. twins five years ago. The problem is nobody could really effectively do it because the technology wasn't quite there yet. Um, it was really cumbersome. You had to spend a ton of money on data scientists to build um, models that maybe would be valuable, maybe they wouldn't be. Sure. Um, and today, I think it's becoming real in the sense that the technology is finally caught up and people can actually um, attain this stuff and put it to work at, at a price point that doesn't break the bank and in a way that enables really lots of different use cases. Yeah. Yeah. And, and um, you know, what I hear a lot of, particularly from solution providers, is that their motivation is simplicity. And, you know, they recognize the fact that if you make these these solutions and these products and these technologies and the software simple enough that people will actually use it, then they're going to reap the benefits from it. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, it's what's old is new again, right? So we used to call this uh, actually about five years ago. I think the term was citizen developer, right? That was a, that was a real common term. It's the same idea, which really just means empowering people to do more without having to be data scientists, without having to be um, software engineers and yeah. letting people have tools that empowers them to take their business knowledge and subject matter expertise and translate that into measurable results. And I, I think that's, you know, at Software AG, we, we've got a lot of focus on that too and what we bring to market. So I think we're, we're right up there with some of the folks you're describing. Yeah. Talk to me about, um, we're recording this in October, late October of 2020 here. Um, we're still in the thick of the um, pandemic here. How is the pandemic affecting the world of uh, emerging technologies? I think it's accelerating things for certain folks. And I think it's been a real eye opener for for certain folks. So um, a lot of people that were slow to adopt technologies that let them do more from a distance. Yeah. I I think that's been a, a real eye opener, just how important it is now more than ever especially for people that have assets that are distributed throughout the world and out in the field. And it's really difficult getting people to go service, um, you know, whether it's industrial equipment or consumer sure. products, right? It's, it's hard to get people into people's homes right now or into construction sites or into factories. Um, and I, I think the people that were able to remotely access and manage uh, assets and devices around the world were way ahead of the curve. And, and I think those who thought it was kind of pie in the sky ideas now realize it's mission critical. Yeah. Yeah. I hear oftentimes the term, um, you know, we've gone from these things being nice to have to being must haves. Yeah. I like that. That's catchy. What um, let's, let's pull things back a little bit. Um, look at the larger um, world of, of automation in the industrial space. Um, opportunities there that, that most excite you. Maybe not something that, that is so, um, well understood by most in our audience here, but what's an emerging technology that offers the greatest opportunity with automation in the industrial space? Maybe addressing some of these issues of the newfound challenges with getting to assets and limited travel capabilities and things like that. 
Yeah, I think 5G is definitely uh, something that comes to mind when you talk about automation in the, in the emerging technologies world, because I think that we're going to be able to automate a lot of um, processes that used to be manual because of latency or um, that used to require uh, wired connections, right? So if you think about the agility in factories, being able to move lines and shift cells around and things like that within your mm-hmm. processes, that stuff that used to used to require people come on site, re, uh, you know, lay new wires out for a new line configuration when you're moving machines around, whatever it may be, being able to put these things wireless now um, I can see a lot of agility being introduced into these automation processes or, or helping these processes become more automated. Um, and there's a lot to it. And we, we could spend a whole hour here just talking about high level 5G stuff, but that, that's one thing that excites me. Um, you know, I think the other part of, of automation or um, how things are being built and made in factories, one thing that excites me is, is cobots. So, we, we, we've spent a number of years talking about robots, right? Ro- robotic um, mm-hmm. replacement of individuals, if you will, and stuff like this. That was a big concern for a lot of people in the industrial space. But the, the most savvy organizations, industrial organizations today have realized that they get the most benefit from robots when they work alongside humans, which introduces the, the, this notion of cobots. And I'm excited about that. And what I mean, just to help paint the picture um, in its simplest form, it's the difference between having a human removed from a process and letting a robot do everything itself versus having a human and a robot interacting uh, together in a process. For example, maybe a robot's helping, helping a human lift something, right? Yeah. Or maybe a robot is, is assisting a human in a sorting process or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of when you were talking about um, the nimble nature uh, of uh, assets on the industrial floor now, empowered by this this software and things. As I was thinking about robots there, and, and the new generation of robots or cobots, you know, that are capable, uh, that are flexible. They're not maintained in a cage. They're they're interactive with the the other with the people on the factory floor. And then there there's the ease of programmability, where you, it can be doing one thing in the morning. And it's a simple reprogramming, wheel the robot over to a different station and have the, have the um, machine work on a different thing in a different part of the, of the factory. Very interesting stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Um, talk to me about projects that you worked on recently. I'm always interested in, in um, unusual applications of um, these approaches. Anything stand out as being a very um, odd, unusual, exciting um, case study? I think the nature of this business, everything we do is super cool, at least for me. That's why I, that's why I do, you know, that's why I'm an enthusiast, Chris, because it's all so cool to me. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we've got some real fun stuff going on at the moment. We're uh, doing projects for everything from medical devices, uh, uh, helping, helping um, manufacturers of medical devices um, remotely connect to those assets in hospitals so that they can do remote configurations and, and changes. Uh, to them on the fly without having to send texts into hospitals right now. You know, that's mm-hmm. pretty cool, especially, especially amidst this uh, uh, pandemic, right? So that's, um, that's something that's proven to be really, really valuable um, from, from a life-saving perspective, which is always really cool. Um, you know, on the industrial side, uh, I just, just got a, a preview of a, a project we're working on today. Actually, a few minutes ago, one of my team members FaceTimed me and showed me it. And it's so cool. Uh, we've built in, in AI um, computer vision type implementation that's doing safety monitoring. So, 
um, in real time. It's monitoring what people are wearing, their PPE, mm-hmm. and throwing flags if they don't have the appropriate uh, PPE on a shop floor. Mm-hmm. So, um, for example, if you're walking on a shop floor, you don't have your high-vis vest, you don't have your your safety hat on, something like that, your, your uh, uh, hard hat, it will actually uh, alarm and alert in real time um, and, and, uh, things like that. So that, that kind of stuff excites me. I think that's pretty progressive and innovative. Awesome. There's the enthusiasm. I love it. John Weiss with software AG. Thank you for sharing your perspective with us today. Very interesting stuff. Yeah. Good stuff, Chris. Happy to be here. Thank you. And again, thanks to our audience for joining us today. And as always, we remind everyone to go out and make it a smart day.